0: I imagine the parents of the late 6th century BC children faced the same conversations that their great-grandparents faced decades earlier. You sit the kids down in the living room to talk to them about moving to a new city. Hey, kids, guess what? We're moving to Babylon. Some of you have had that conversation. Some of you haven't, but it doesn't take much imagination to imagine the kids asking their what about and what if questions, perhaps some tears, and an entire range of emotions. I'm wondering what it must have been like for the Israelite kids generations later who grew up in Babylon, who called Babylon home to have grown up hearing stories about their homeland even though they had never seen it with their own eyes. Before Grandpa died, he used to talk about the temple and the mountains and this land of milk and honey. If I had a dollar for every time I heard Grandpa start a story, well, when I was a kid back in Jerusalem, and now... After all this time, and after all these stories, we're sitting in the living room with our parents, and they're telling us that it's time to go back to our homeland, and we're a little nervous, and we're a little excited, and we're a little scared because the homeland that mom and dad and grandma and grandpa talk about is not my homeland, except for stories. I don't know where we're going. I've never been there. I kind of like Persian food, and I've made Persian friends, even though mom and dad told me not to make Persian and Babylonian friends. And it's the people of God who made their way back They could see the mountain off in the distance that the priests started telling the people, That's home, Jerusalem, a city of our dreams. And although we had never seen it, we kind of got caught up in the moment. You know, everybody's saying, Oh, that's home. And you're like, Hey, yay. And you, you get excited about it because everybody else is excited. You don't know what to expect, but you're thinking, Okay. This is this is going to be home. So you work yourself up to some excitement, but then when we started going up the mountain, we began noticing more and more of something. Trash. Ruins. And as we made our way into a destroyed collection of rubble piles, I remember looking at Dad and asking, This? Is our city of dreams? A number of the books of the Bible were either written or told during this time, the time that I just described. Three prophets who came home with the people told the stories of what happened. And they're real easy to find in your Bible. Right before the page that says New Testament are three books, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Those are three prophets that guided the people not to rebuilding a city of dreams, but beginning to build this empire of hearts and minds and souls who would never again forget to put God first. And somehow, some way, I don't quite know how it all works, but the second half of Isaiah fits into that story as well. And that's the last thing that I'm going to say about them because that's enough of a history lesson for one day last thing we need to do is spend all our time talking about them, because it's real easy when we are talking about God and the people of God to dwell in the past, and that's not what we need to do today. What we really need to talk about today on this last Sunday of the series on the Sunday before Advent What we really need to talk about is us, not the past, not restoring what was old, but a new and living peace that we know through today's living Jesus. So let us hear from the prophets as though they were speaking to us today, because they are. Just sit back and listen and see if you can hear the word of the Lord from Isaiah 63, or Isaiah 43. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched, like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. From Zechariah 2. Sing and rejoice, O daughter Zion, for I will come and dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall join themselves to the Lord on that day and shall be my people, and I will dwell in your midst. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, The Lord will inherit Judah as his portion in the Holy Land, and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. One of the very last things that we read in the Old Testament, one verse from Malachi 4. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. And then the one that I've been saving up for going on four months now. I have been so excited about reading this passage that I'm about to read. And I've been thinking about it for months. And you're going to see why in a moment. I understand that we probably don't spend a whole lot of time in Zechariah. Parts of it are very confusing. And the other parts are just downright bizarre. But there are a couple of sections that are worth the journey. This, this passage is kind of like driving to Colorado. You got to go through a lot to get there. But man, once you get there, it's worth it. So, Zechariah 8, 4 through 8, thus says the Lord of hosts Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem each with staff in hand because of their great age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Even though it seems impossible to the remnant of this people in these days, should it also seem impossible to me, says the Lord of hosts, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country, and I will bring them to live in Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God in faithfulness and in righteousness. Now get personal for a minute. Have you ever had to rebuild your life? Have you ever gone through any major changes in your life? Jesus said, after the cross, after the resurrection, I am with you always to the very end. And that's good enough for me. And God still says today, but for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. That's a good thing to hear as we begin to call it a day on 2022 before we start a new season of Advent next week as we anticipate Jesus among us here and now. I know that the world we live in is crazy. Doesn't mean we have to be. We here this morning are experiencing the promises of these old words out of Zechariah, and we today are living them out. Let the Son of righteousness rise on this day, and may God heal us. And as God heals us, here's what we're going to see. And who knows, maybe we can already see it, if we just have eyes to see. And what do we see? Old men and women sitting in the streets with their wrists folding over their canes. And they are smiling and watching because the city is full of boys and girls playing out in the street. Thus says the Lord of hosts, even though it seems impossible to the remnant of the people these days. What God says to us even today is should it also seem impossible to me. And it's not. It's not impossible. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will save my people. And we get to be a part of that right here, right now. Amen.